Health Explained listeners. This is Dr. Robin Trailer. Today, I am talking to one of my favorite team members at Next Level, Dr. Martin Coos. Dr. Coos, will you tell everybody what you do for us here at Next Level? Well, Dr. Trailer, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate being part of this this process and this uh, project. Uh, my name is Martin Coos. I am a physician with Next Level Urgent Care, and I function as the Chief Medical Officer of Occupational Medicine, which essentially means I'm in charge of everything employer-related, mostly work comp care, but that also includes employer testing and any other employer needs or wants that we can fulfill at Next Level. Well, Dr. Coos, I am certain that you have elevated our game here at Next Level (laughs) over the last couple of years. You know, before we actually had a built-out works department, Next Level would see injured workers in our clinics, and we started with like a couple of patients every shift, and then that grew to more and more patients, and eventually we had to build out a specific works department for employer solutions here at Next Level. And that that department really predates our on-site clinics and our primary care services, our prime service here at Next Level. And so we reached a level of maturity in the works service that we really needed to recruit a professional and an occupational medicine specialist. And we were so lucky to meet you. Can you talk to us about your journey to next level? When did you start? Where did you come from? Sure. No, that's a great question. It's something I love talking about, so I thank you for, for allowing me to opine <laughs> and to have an opinion and, and, and have my little uh, story here. What I like about the story is because I, it starts with next level. And next level, much like the urgent care sector, it was filling a gap, a role that was not being filled before. And it was fulfilling it very well, very enthusiastically with a lot of spirit, a lot of attitude, and, and really making a difference. And uh, work comp is very similar. In the city of Houston in particular, there are not there are not a lot of organizations that do work comp consistently well all the time. You're right. And, and I love that the magnet draws all things all needs go to where the magnet is and we were the magnet for that. Right. And with that came a lot of a lot of different employers, a lot of different protocols, a lot of different work comp kind of cases where they get complicated and that's where I come in. When they when things get a little complicated, medical care on, in the private sector, outside of work comp, private insurance is slightly different than work comp. Yes. The medical care itself is exactly the same. Yes. However, the way things are phrased, the way things are written down, the way, the order in which we order imaging, the order right. in which we order treatments differs slightly. And that is where my, my need showed itself. And fortunately, I had a gloriously awesome friend who has since passed away who also knew Dr. Juliet Breeze and yes. was able to introduce us. That's right. And so you spoke about the the vacancy, really that that need for good injured worker care here in Houston. I'll tell you, there's an embarrassment of riches with regard to training programs and medical schools right here in the Houston area. We have some top-notch schools and residency programs and fellowships, but uh, a person can go through their entire 
primary care training as a physician and hardly have any encounter with injured worker care. And even though the medicine is different, actually the the cadence of care and the follow-ups and even figuring out how to draft appropriate work restrictions, if there are any work restrictions for some of our injured workers, is just a, a, a whole different uh, practice model. And we learned how to do that pretty well here at Next Level. But after the volumes got so high and after the interest became so, so much higher, we knew that we needed a really good occupational medicine specialist on our team to, to help guide the care of patients and also partner with employers in understanding the, the medical care of, of, of those injured workers and just making sure that we had a really good product. And you've done an amazing job at really refining the, the way we care for people here at Next Level. Isn't it interesting that in a city with MD Anderson, with UT Houston, yeah. with Baylor these, College of Medicine, UTMB here, down the road. You can go through an entire residency, and this isn't just primary care, this is true for any of them. You can be a neurosurgery specialist, right? and you will have so little experience. The only right. experience they have with work comp is to say, oh, we should avoid that, that's a lot of paperwork. Yeah. That's all I ever heard. Really? Uh, Me too. I was told, I remember specifically being told in training to avoid injured worker care as much as possible because mm-hmm. it's kind of a minefield when it comes to you know caring for the patient and then sometimes you feel like you have to keep the employer happy too and understanding how to navigate that well as a physician seemed intimidating to me before but now that we have partnered with employers for years in the care of their injured workers we realize that next level number one this is not hard but number two we can provide excellent care to injured people and make sure that they are able to function in their in their roles at work also and the large cap, absolutely right, Dr. Trailer. There are so many employers in the city of Houston. Well, I'll, I'll go back a little bit. I come from, I did my primary training in emergency medicine, so I am not primarily occupational medicine trained. I, I learned some real hospital medicine first. And then after I left active duty in the Navy or from the Navy, I went to Duke University where I became a professor in the Department of Occupational Medicine after finishing their fellowship. And I say that because in the, on the East Coast, occupational medicine is slightly more mature than it is here in Texas. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's only more mature in the medical aspect and the medical care in that providers there are more familiar with the way things should go yeah. when it comes to work injury care because of the complicating factor of secondary gain, complicating factor of, of uh, continued proficiency or continued productivity at work rather and making sure that life goes on even though injuries occur right it's interesting because in the city of houston you have the same needs and probably larger needs for occupational medicine but less knowledge and know-how and experience there yes honestly it's a little bit of a terrible perfect storm it's terrible because a lot of these employers are suffering but it's perfect for us because now that we've figured out how in the state of Texas, how we can make this work well, now we have 
the key to all locks. Yes. It feels like there's no employer that doesn't benefit from our interaction, and it's too difficult to keep up with the employers that they're coming in and calling us right. to try to set up protocols. Right. You know what I'm going to start calling you? I'm going to start calling you the key master because you've got the key to all locks. <laughs> I don't know about and that. And <laughs> we care for all kinds of injured workers from all kinds of industries, from school districts to local municipalities to small mom-pop shops. We see people who work in some of the big boxes, some of the big name stores here in town, and we are able to create solutions for, for all kinds of employers and their workers. One of the things that has been really helpful for me as a physician taking care of injured workers is understanding how much employers really, really care about their workers and how employers want their workers to get excellent care if they have been injured on the job. That is super, it's not, it constantly amazes me how much they do care. And on the one hand, I think employers in general, they want the best for their company, which equals the best for their employees and themselves. And so it, it kind of makes sense. On the, other hand, on the other hand, I do think that there's a little bit of Texas love. Yes. Texas, uh, Southern, <laughs> Southern hospitality going along with that. Because it, what you said is so, more, so much more true than you even alluded to. These employees, they really do care. When I speak with new employers, the very first thing they say, and they repeat it often during the conversation, is I want to make sure that our employees get the best possible medical Absolutely. care. It, it, it's really impressive and a little inspiring, and it kind of it makes me proud to be a Texan. I don't know if the Texas <laughs> thing, but I do like that. It's totally true. Medical care first, and the well-being of the system and the company second, and that's absolutely true. Right. Well, and certainly at, at Next Level, our mission is high quality, affordable health care for all. And that all includes the injured worker and the employer. Truly, you know, if a person is seeking medical care, they could wind up in a venue where the bill goes through the roof very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a person has an acute injury at a joint or they have you know, a minor cut, or they they suffer some other kind of musculoskeletal injury, very quickly, a person could start ordering all kinds of advanced imaging and consultations. Uh, consultations, and very quickly, you know, we could get into territory where the bill just goes super high. And honestly, that's not good for the patient, and it's not good for the employer. And so at Next Level, we've really tried to figure out how to make sure that care is excellent, but also that it makes sense and that it's economical for the patient and for the employer. Case in point, I know sometimes patients go to clinics and their first instinct is take that person off work. That person can't go to work. And instantly, the injured worker experiences a pay cut because now they can't go work and and do their job. They will actually go without pay for, I think, a week in the state of Texas. Yeah, right, Dr. Cruz. And so can you speak a little bit more on how Next Level is, is focused on that and focused on how to create a good and careful solution for the employer and the employee? 
I would love to talk about that, Dr. Shirley, especially because I think the bigger question than just work comp and next level medical. I think this question, I'll go with a little bit of a story. I spent 20 years in the Navy, as I mentioned before, and one of the best things about the Navy and one of the worst things about the Navy is that they had a a single-payer system for mm-hmm. their medical care. Mm-hmm. So it was very much like an ideal medical system um, like they have, I suppose, in the in other countries, in UK, in, in Canada, in, in Poland, in other countries in Europe. It's a single-payer system, one payer pays for all. In a, in a system like that, or in the Navy, if I had a case of an ankle sprain and I called an orthopedic surgeon and said, this person's got an ankle sprain, they want to see ortho, and I try to send them over, I would not get a positive and nice and um, warm response. You're kidding. Exactly. (laughs) But the response would be very, very, very appropriate. And the reason is because when you look it up to date, when you look at all of the literature, there are conservative measures that are taken and most ankle sprains do not require surgery and therefore do not require consultation orthopedic surgeon. That's right. And so I learned in a an environment where that was, it was not acceptable to consult all things to specialists. It was not acceptable to image image knee issues if the swelling hadn't been there for a certain amount of time. Right. I had to write a paragraph to, an, to right. a uh, radiologist to say, this injury happened like this, the leg was swung, there was a joint line tenderness on the left, it went away, two months later it came back when he tweaked it, now I have a knee effusion. I highly suspect right. a surgical meniscal tear. Right. May I please get an, please, please, please right. get please. an MRI of the With knee. With a cherry on top. And I got it. The, the interesting thing about that is that we are, so I take that single-payer system and I apply it to work comp because we're stewards of somebody else's money, of somebody else's care, and we're not there to unnecessarily spend any capital, any time, any any money, any yeah resources that don't belong to us. But really, I think this is a bigger picture. The reason our medical system in the United States doesn't work is precisely what you just mentioned. Yes. This is a bigger problem than just work comp. At work comp, we just have the tools and the means to, with a lot of effort, to use it properly and to actually steer in the right direction. That's right. And so we spend a lot of time in clinic explaining to patients the course of their care, their anticipated care journey. Sometimes we have to set reasonable expectations about what the care is going to look like. And I'll be honest, Dr. Kuz, sometimes when we explore further with patients and, and certainly as we you know get into examination, sometimes you find that unique case that requires uh, swifter intervention with advanced imaging than, than what you would normally uh, use. But those are the exception and not necessarily the rule. And so I think by and large in the works program at Next Level, we've done a really good job of creating a system that that works for everybody and in, in which patients know that they're receiving excellent care but then that employers know that they will be able to have their worker show up and and perform well and and still you know run their their business at an optimal level with with that worker present i love that you brought this up earlier today 
probably about two hours ago, I received a, I received an email saying that so-and-so patient would like a phone call back because so-and-so patient does not think their restrictions are restricted enough. Okay. And so there is a perception. When I read that, I think, okay, here I go again. I'm just going to call this patient. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to really reassure them and tell them, well, actually, your restrictions are correct and they're part, they're according to the ODG. And I looked at the chart. I made sure that what I was going to say was appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I called the patient. And then I realized that that particular employee really did have an acute low back strain. Right. Acute in the sense that he, quote unquote, threw out his back for the first time. And I've done that before. Yes. And it is no joke. It's a no. big deal. You're down. I yes. mean, really, you're yes. literally down. It's hard to even turn when you're laying, when your back exactly. is out. And yeah. He's in that acute phase. He hurt himself yesterday, and then today he got those restrictions, and his restrictions said no bending, no stooping, can't lift more than 10 pounds. And he said, I went back to work. At, he works at one of the big retail chains around, around the country, one of those stores. And he said, I went back to work, and they're expecting me to do stuff that I can't oh, do. No. And so when I first hear that, I think, okay, let me explain to him why he can. Right. And then the more we delve into it, we we kind of, I learned, I figured out that, it, no, actually, we were wrong. Mm-hmm. We treated him according to the guidelines. We treated him according to best practice, best care, but he's an individual. And I think that that is the magic of what we do. At Next Level Medical, we care so much about patients that we will go that extra mile right. to investigate and to give everybody the, the benefit of a doubt. There is a, a misconception about work comp patients that it's all about secondary gain. And the truth is, and I'm not lying, this is fact, it's a minority of patients. And we all know Absolutely. that intuitively, but we have to treat them that way. 85%, 70%, whatever it may be, of those patients are actually legitimately concerned for their health. And all they need is a little bit of love and attention to explain that to them. This conversation, it took me just about 20 minutes. It took a lot of time, and it was heated for about the first 12. Mm. But after this individual, this employee, realized that I was there to try to help, that I am doing my best to explain things that I can't change and to offer him things I can, it really worked out. And I think that that's where Next Level Medical really elevates to a a level above. We, We do try to treat individuals as individuals yes we apply the rules right but if they don't fit we look closer because we care right absolutely well dr coos i am just so glad that you stopped by today to tell us all about the works department and about the tremendous growth that the works department is experiencing right now we have done so much training of our physician and provider staff here at next level and we actually have a dedicated department for work injury care here at next level medical so that employers get their documents and so that patients get excellent coordination of care and so if someone wanted to reach out to the next level works department what's the best way to do that I would recommend emailing them, W-O-R-X at N-L-U-C-C.com. And I'll do that phonetically in a military term. <laughs> Whiskey Oscar Romeo X-Ray at November Lima Uniform Charlie Charlie dot com. That is the best way to get a hold of the department. And the reason is because everyone in the department receives that email when you send that that uh, an email to that email address. And I get notified of it right away. Okay, thanks a lot, Keymaster. And thank you so much, Next Level Health Explain listeners. We will be back with another podcast soon.